Hi, and welcome back to the Teach for the Heart podcast. I'm your host, Linda Cardamus, and I'm here to give you the ideas and inspiration you need to overcome your teaching challenges and make a lasting difference in your students' hearts and lives. Last season was all about classroom management because I believe strong classroom management is the foundation on which you can build everything else. If there's not a good foundation, the building just isn't going to last long. But if you build strong classroom management, you will have that firm foundation on which to create a lasting and significant impact. This season, I'm excited to tackle a new problem, and it's one of teachers' biggest problems, and that is how on earth to find work-life balance amidst all the craziness. So many teachers are overwhelmed, stressed, and feeling like teaching is honestly taking over their lives. So in this season, we're going to be focusing on some overarching principles and productivity tips that will help you get everything done without letting it take over your life and to finally find that balance that you're craving. Today, we're going to talk about some lies that we teachers tell ourselves about our workload and finding work-life balance. Before we get into those lies exactly, I just want you to think for a second and just ask yourself, How do you feel about your workload and about how much time you spend on teaching versus how much time you spend on the rest of your life or with your family? You know, it's kind of interesting when we stop and think about it. Um, Some of you might be very happy with where you're at. Um, There are a lot of teachers out there that that have kind of figured out how to make this work for their life. But there's also a lot of you, I'm sure, that are listening to this right now that are thinking, it's just out of whack. It's just not where I wish it was. And I'm, I'm feeling stressed. I'm feeling overwhelmed. And I, I'm, feel, I'm feeling guilty one way or the other. I feel, I'm either feeling guilty because I'm spending too much at school and I'm neglecting my family, or I'm feeling guilty because I said no to schoolwork and I'm not doing the things I feel like I should to there. And it's just, it just kind of feels like a lose-lose scenario. That's what we want to tackle this season because I just want you to know that there are solutions. There are ways to make both happen, to be an amazing teacher and to also have plenty of time for your family and your friends and your personal life and spiritual life as well. So let's get into some of these lies. These lies can get into our head and they can prevent us from finding the balance that we need. So we need to debunk these lies and to replace them with the truth. So here we go. Lie number one. Lie number one says, teachers are always working on school stuff at home. It's just how it is. Um, You might be thinking this. You might just be thinking, um, yeah, like I take home, you know, hours and hours of work every day. That's just how it is. Now, listen, if you're comfortable with that, if it works for your life, if you have that time, um, then that's fine. But the truth is that lots of teachers have learned how to get everything done without letting it take over their lives. And you can too. What, what I was saying before was that if it works with your life, if you have this set time set aside at home to work on schoolwork, then that's fine. And the reality is there probably will be some things that do need to be done at home, especially if you want to leave immediately after school. But my question to you is, is it taking over your life? Do you feel like you're constantly working on schoolwork and that it's taking away from other things that are equally or more so important? If that's the case, do not buy this lie that this is just how it is. If I want to be a teacher, I just have to work 70 hours a week. That is not the case. There are absolutely our solutions. There are ways to get everything done without letting it take over your life. And that's what we're going to be talking about this season. So line number one, teachers are always working on stuff. It's just how it is. That's just not true. 
Lie, which actually brings us to lie number two, because a lot of people that believe ni- lie number one, um, maybe immediately when I said that, um, you can you you don't you don't have to do that. They thought, well, man, if I if I don't do it, I'm going to be a horrible teacher. Lie number two says just that: if I work fewer hours, I won't be as effective. That is simply not true. The truth is that if you learn to be more efficient you can actually be more effective in less time. And that's where the magic is. See, it's not about just failing to do our work. That is not at all how to find balance. You can't just say, ah, well, you know, the stack of papers is a mile high, but I'll wait tomorrow. I I know I had teachers like that when I was in high school where I think they had a very real goal of they realized, you know, I have young kids, I need to raise my family. And so when they left for work, they just left everything at at school. And um, they had this philosophy, I'm not going to grade anything at home, which is not a bad philosophy. But here's the problem with that, with how they handled it, is that they then just decided, you know, when I get to grading, I'll get to grading. And, And we were getting pages and tests back like a week, two weeks past when we took them. It was getting ridiculous. So, um, so that that was not the way to deal with it. And so sometimes people like believe that, like if I don't take stuff home, if I'm going to work fewer hours, I'm just going to be behind and I'm going to like, it's not going to be good. Like things are going to fall apart at school. But the reality is that neither of those is the solution. Working like crazy is not the solution. And just letting things go is not the solution. The answer is learning to be more efficient and learning to strategically let go of things that don't matter. So you have time for things that matter more. We'll talk way more about that later in this season. But for now, I just want you to know the key is to learn to be more efficient with the time you have, to use that time to get more done. And when you're able to do that, when you're able to be really efficient with your time, then you're able to get done all the important things and when you find that balance you're actually happier and you're actually end up being a better teacher because you're efficient you're focused and you're getting done what needs to be done and leaving yourself time to breathe so lie number one was teachers are always working on school stuff at home it's just how it is lie two if i work fewer hours i won't be as effective and the truth was if you learn to be more efficient you can actually be more effective in less time lie number three I can jam-pack every minute of my day. Okay, this is this is one that a lot of us just tell ourselves because we just it's just how our lives are. We go from thing to thing to thing to thing to thing, and maybe at night we have you know twenty minutes to crash on the couch um, with our spouse and finally take a big deep breath. The truth is that we need margin in our lives. Okay, we can have those jam-packed days here and there. We can even go for a stretch. You know, if it's like a crazy week, I know I think when sometimes when we have revival at our church, um, you know, we're going trying to go to church every night and it's just kind of crazy. You can have those crazy weeks. You can have those crazy days. But if you have, if every single day is completely jam-packed, every minute is busy, that's not sustainable in the long term. You can do it, but it's going to start taking taking a toll. What you really need is some margin. And when we say that margin, we just mean some space, some space where nothing's planned, some space to sit and breathe, to think, to pray, to process what's going on, some space to just enjoy your children and not feel like you're having to get something done. Um, you, you really just can't jam pack every minute of the day without there being some long-term consequences. You've got to find some way to create that margin, that space in your life. 
All right, lie number four is that the only way I'm going to find balance is if my school changes its crazy expectations. Okay, there's a lot of teachers out there, and maybe you're one of them, that feel like the reason that their lives are so crazy and the reason that they just simply can't can't seem to settle it down, they're always working so hard, is because their school has some unreasonable expectations on them. Now, I'm not here to minimize what your school expects of you. Every school is different, and there certainly are schools that expect more than others, that have more extracurricular requirements, that have more paperwork requirements, that have you teaching more classes than someone else that you know. Okay, there certainly are different situations that are more challenging than others. But the truth is that you and only you can create this balance in your life. And it doesn't matter if you're in a tough situation. You can still move in the right direction. You can still get to a point where it's workable. And if for some reason you really, really can't, then maybe this isn't the place where God would have you teach. That's a question that you want to ask. But by and large, you certainly can create at least more balance than you currently have as you go through. So lie number one was teachers are always working on school stuff at home. Lie number two, if I work fewer hours, I won't be as effective. Lie number three, I can keep jam-packing every minute of my life. Lie number four, the only way I'll find balance is if my school changes its crazy expectations. Lie number five says, there's nothing I can do. I just cannot work any faster than I'm working now. Now, if this is what you're thinking right now, that you just can't work any faster, you're actually missing the whole point. Here's the truth. Forget trying to work faster. Instead, you need to be more intentional, more focused, and more efficient. And that's what we're going to be talking. You might be saying, how? How on earth do I do that? That's what we're going to be talking about in the rest of this season. But I want you to get faster out of your mind. It's not necessarily about being faster at what you do. There comes a point where that's, you know, different people work at different paces. And it's just is what it is. You don't have to magically become faster. But you can learn to focus, to be intentional about where you spend your time, and to be efficient when you are working. I can't wait to dive into some of those strategies in more detail with you. Lie number six is an interesting one because I think there is an element of truth in it, but there's also an element of danger in it. Here's lie number six. Next year will be better. Okay, here's the thing about this. If this is your first year teaching, I will tell you flat out, that's true. (laughs) Next year absolutely will be better. If you are teaching a brand new curriculum this year, that will be easier next year, okay? There are definitely things that will make next year easier, especially, like I said, if you have a new, if you're teaching in a new school, new curriculum, new course, that always presents more challenges and takes longer time. So in that sense, next year might be better, but it's dangerous. What I'm concerned about sometimes is that we just assume next year will be better if without us making any life changes. And here's the truth. Next year will present new challenges that vie for your time. And next year will really only be better if you make some changes, okay? So like I said, if it's your first year, next year will be better, okay? Um, But in the long term, I just don't want you to look at that and just think, ah, I'm fine, I'm sure next year will be better. 
at, you know, kind of that wish and a prayer and we'll just move on. Um, instead, I really want you to just just realize if you want next year to be truly better, um, you really need to make some changes because even if things are going to be easier in one aspect, there will be new challenges. Um, there will be probably new responsibilities and new things that are going to come up. There will always be something that's vying for your attention and your time. All right, line number seven is a common one. Um, Sometimes it's called superhero syndrome. And line number seven is that I can do it all. Here's the truth, though. And it's a little bit sobering, but once we realize it, it's actually very freeing. The truth is that when you say yes to one thing, you say no to another. And when I started realizing this, this really helped me, um, not just as a teacher, but even as a parent and, um, you know, a wife and and, and everything else. Um, If I say yes to one thing, I'm saying no to another. So we need to be strategic about what we say yes to. If I say yes to staying at school for an extra hour and grading papers, I'm saying no to cooking dinner or an hour with my husband or picking my kids up or whatever it is. Now, does that mean I need to say that? Does that mean I shouldn't stay in grade papers? Not necessarily, but I just need to be smart. I need to realize I'm making an intentional choice here. I am choosing to say no to those things in order to do this. You know, it's true. It's very true in projects too. And this can happen all the time where an administrator will come and say, hey, can you lead the math club? Can you coach? Can you go on this trip, um, chaperone this trip, or whatever it is? And we just need to realize that might be a great opportunity, but if we say yes to that, we're saying no to something else. And we might not even know yet what other opportunity would come up. But that's why we just need to be intentional with our time. We cannot say yes to everything without saying no to something. We are saying no to something whether we realize it or not. So you've got to get out of that mindset of I can always say yes because you can't. Um, And so just be intentional so that you can say yes to the right things and um, you're not saying no to things subconsciously that are actually really, really important. So up to this point, we've talked about seven lies that teachers tell themselves that tend to keep them from even pursuing balance. This last lie is kind of on the opposite end of the spectrum. It's it's a lie that or a misconception about balance that can make us feel guilty or frustrated. And here it is. This lie says, once I finally achieve balance, I'm golden. As if balance is somehow this end-all be-all that you finally reach and, ah, I did it. But the truth is that balance always requires work requires work and constant adjustment. It's not something you achieve and you're done with. It's something you're constantly working on and constantly trying to find. Um, you know, imagine yourself walking on a tightrope, or if that analogy is too out there, imagine yourself just trying to stand on one foot um, if you're doing yoga or some type of exercise. Um, you can't simply just stand there um, unless, you know, you, you don't normally just stand there, especially if you're like walking a tightrope. You know, you're, you're constantly making little adjustments in your body. You feel yourself leaning one way, so you lean the other. Um, you know, you're, you're tightening muscles. You're, you're, you, you start to fall over, so you have to catch your balance. And that's how it is in life, too. When we get, our goal is to get to a point where we feel that balance in our lives. We feel like things are where they should be. But don't ever think that once you're there that you're done. And, and don't feel like um, it's really a place that you can finally be like, ha, I did it. 
it's just a state of constant re- of constant correction. Um, when when you're in a place where you feel pretty good about your balance. Um, that's great. Enjoy it. But then you, maybe a week later, you'll realize, hmm, I feel like this one area is getting a little bit out of whack. I need to adjust it. It's just a constant series of adjustments. It's never something you'll finally achieve and be done with. It's something that you're constantly correcting and constantly working on. But when you're aware of it, you're able to make those little adjustments so that you can stay mostly in balance and just really be able to enjoy life and um, focus on all the different aspects that are so important. All right, as we finish up, I want to ask you, which lie do you most need to reject? To reject? I'd love to hear your thoughts at teachfortheheart.com slash podcast13. This season, I wanted to try something new. I wanted to end each episode with just a very brief word of prayer for you. Um, so let's pause and do that right now. Heavenly Father, I pray for these teachers right now that are listening. I pray that you will just help them to realize that balance is important, that you want us to spend our time on what matters, that teaching is vital, but that it shouldn't completely take over their lives and squeeze out everything out. I pray that you'll help them reject these lies and help them find ways to use the time the way you want them to use it. Help them, um, help me through this season to be able to help them and to guide them and give us all a um, great week. Um, help us to serve you above all. In your name I pray. Amen. Thank you so much for being here this week. Uh, In conclusion, I have a great announcement to share with you. Angela Watson of the 40-Hour Teacher Workweek has graciously offered to give away a copy of her guide, How to Choose a Target Number of Hours and Stick to It. This is an awesome way to start finding that balance. So get your free copy at teachfortheheart.com slash balance. And we'll be talking more about that in the coming episodes. Next week, we'll be talking about six time-saving principles that create the foundation of balance and meaningful productivity. I hope you'll join us there. If you'd like the notes and links, everything is at teachfortheheart.com slash podcast 13. Have a great week. Keep growing. Keep striving. You really are making a difference.